listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today on the show, we're going to be talking about all things money, taxes, finance, everything from sales tax to bookkeeping to whether you need a bank account as a TPT seller that's separate for your business. All of those things that you might have been kind of wondering about, but you just didn't really know who to ask or where. I'm really hoping you're going to enjoy this episode. Now, I'm quite happy to admit that this is not my zone of genius. So I luckily managed to find someone who is a bit more of an expert on this area. So Catherine Tucker, my guest today, is a certified public accountant, CPA, and she very graciously agreed to come onto the show, answer all of my questions and really kind of break down all the stuff we need to know as sellers and business owners. Now, admittedly, when it comes to things like taxes and money and accounting and all the things we're supposed to spend money on and expenses and stuff, it can all be a bit like it's not the most fun and sexy topic to talk about the podcast. You might not be really excited to think about these kind of issues, but they are so, so important. So that's why I really wanted to do this episode because we are ultimately business owners and we do need to know about this kind of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So I'm really excited to get started. Let's meet Catherine and learn all we need to know about the financial side of running our business. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Catherine. I'm so glad that you were able to be here today because this is a really exciting episode. So many good questions for you. I just would love it if you could introduce yourself to my audience so we could get to know you a little bit. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. As we just talked about, this is my first ever podcast, so hopefully I don't mess it up. (laughs) I am a CPA. I live and work in South Carolina, and I've been working with TPT sellers for a little over a year now. And I help them with bookkeeping and accounting and consulting and a little bit of sales tax compliance as well. Awesome. I love you. I think you're going to be a great podcast guest already. That was like the perfect, succinct answer. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So first up, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions just about taxi kind of stuff, income, bank accounts, bookkeeping, just a few little generic things just to help sellers out with this kind of stuff. And then later on in the episode, we're going to dive into sales tax. But the first question I have for you is how can TPT sellers stay organized throughout the year to not become overwhelmed during tax season? Because that's definitely something we struggle with. Yes. So I remember my first TPT client, um, she came to me right after tax season last year and she said, I do not ever want to go through that again. I've got to be, you know, I need to prepare throughout the year. And so really what TPT sellers can do throughout the year is just keep a running list of all their expenses for TPT. So if you're just strictly selling on TPT and that's your only source of income, then all of your income will be accounted for in that 1099 that you get from TPT. No big deal. Before your expenses, you want to just keep a running list so that when it comes time for tax time, you know exactly what you have and it's no sweat, no stress. You're ready to go. Yeah. I have a Word document personally that I use. And as soon as I purchase something, I whip it open my computer and quickly write it down. It's so good now. I know everything I've ever purchased is on there because I do it like on the day and I don't have to go write printing through for receipts in my drawer, which I used to do. (laughs) Such a good feeling. (laughs) Yes. And it's, it gets harder too, when you start buying things in a physical store, but then also online and you have paper receipts and digital receipts. And so 
my recommendation is just keep it in a spreadsheet if you're in the beginning stages and we'll talk later, you know, if you're more advanced, what I would recommend, but beginners spreadsheet, or like you said, word doc will work just fine. Okay. So my, that's, that's really helpful for just kind of getting people organize their expenses. But the next one I have is a question that gets brought up so much on Facebook communities with TPT sellers, because it's like a word that gets thrown around, but nobody really knows what it means. Um, an acronym, sorry, but so should a TPT seller set up an LLC? Like I kind of was hoping you could tell us like, just like what that stands for. That would be good. Um, but what does that change for tax purposes? Like, yeah, just tell us a little bit about LLCs. It's something that most sellers have no idea about, but just want to have a little bit of a breakdown that is. Okay. Yes. So an LLC is just a type of organization. It stands for limited liability company. Basically for TPT sellers, it's kind of up to you if you want to do that or not. It doesn't actually change anything for tax purposes in the United States. So an LLC is what's called a disregarded entity by the IRS. And all that means is It's not going to change it where you have to file a separate tax return for your business. You'll actually just file it as a part of your personal, your family's income tax return. And so truly, if you, whether you have an LLC or not, you're going to report your income on your tax return the exact same way. But it's just, if you have that name and that LLC, that kind of distinguishes your business from your personal a little bit, and it makes you look a little more official. And it's also a way that you can kind of claim the name of your business. So When you go to create your business, let's say terrific selling tactics, terrific teaching tactics in South Carolina. If you were here in South Carolina, Alex, and you already had that, then I couldn't also create a business with the same name. Makes sense. So it just makes it a little more official and makes you look a little more legit when you're introducing your business to the public, but it doesn't necessarily change anything for tax purposes. I remember hearing someone say once that like possibly if you were going to be sued or something, you would be kind of separate to your personal finances and things and maybe more kind of like a business. I don't, I don't know if that would even ever happen in the TPT world, but that's something like I heard and I've, I don't know if that's like a thing or not, but yeah, it sounds like it wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like it wouldn't really affect too much tax wise, but it might have these other possible benefits maybe, I guess. Yeah. So with the whole like being sued situation, a lot of people, that's an idea that floats around a lot and it does separate your business from your personal assets. And it gives you that little bit of extra layer. But in the end, if it's a single member LLC, which is what most TPT sellers would create, then your business and yourself are almost one in the same thing. So if someone's going to come after your business, they're basically coming after you, but it could create a little bit of a shield and really just kind of maybe scare them away a little bit if they realize there is some separation, but ultimately they can come after you personally too. So I think that's a bit of a myth, but it has a tiny Mm -hmm. bit of truth as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you clarified that. That's good to know. I guess you should never trust what you read on Facebook. (laughs) So much better to have an expert. And I think for anyone listening, if you are a really brand new seller, I don't think this is something really to worry about. I think it's a lot more kind of seasoned sellers after a few years tend to do this and get into that kind of stuff. Because when you first start selling, there's so much to learn and there's a lot to do. So I think creating their store is more important than worrying too much about an LLC like in the first year, but that's just my recommendation. (laughs) But yeah, depends though, totally depends on the person. Okay. So next up, and this one is a really good question. Should TPT sellers have separate bank accounts for their TPT income and expenses? Okay. So I love this question because, well, a lot of questions that I get asked as an accountant, the answer is it depends. And that's also true of this question because it really depends how serious you are about TPT. So if you're still full-time in the classroom and you're just doing TPT in your spare time here and there, and you're making you know small amounts each month and it's not too big a deal and you don't have any expenses, 
you're not paying anyone to help you or anything like that, then I would recommend just leaving it in your personal account and it's not too big a deal. And then you'll get the form that you need from TPT at the end of the year. But if you are doing this, you know, you're either working towards doing TPT full time or you already are, then yes, 100%, I would recommend having a separate bank account. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one is just to stay organized. So this goes back to our original point of how to be organized. Separate bank account makes that so much easier. And then the second is just that kind of back to the whole official thing of whether or not to have an LLC. It just makes it seem more official. And if you ever do get involved with someone, you know, a CPA or someone helping you with your books and you're able to download them, all the information from one bank account, it just makes it a lot easier. That's definitely for anyone listening. I definitely think it's a good idea as you get more kind of seasoned on TPT because I remember finding that I had a, a personal PayPal account and a personal business account and I was putting all my TPT stuff in that. And then I'd be getting to the end of a month or a tax year and I'd be scrolling through all of my purchases like online shopping and like whatever <laughs> I was doing in the day today. I went out and got ice cream and like I didn't want to have to filter through all that. I wanted to just to see what I wanted to see. Yes. And now I've created a separate bank account. Everything's so much clearer. I can see all my expenses and just business stuff. It's so good. It just makes me feel so much less stressed. So yes, I recommend I Okay, so next one. Do you have any bookkeeping softwares that you personally recommend? Yes. So I use QuickBooks uh, for my business and for all of my clients. And I love QuickBooks just because it's very adaptable to your business's needs. There's a couple others that are either free or maybe a little bit cheaper. But as your business grows, it's hard for those smaller softwares to grow with your business, where if you just start in a small plan of QuickBooks, as time goes, you can upgrade to a higher plan if you need it. And you have an app that you can use and you can add different users and export everything to Excel for the, you know, if you're exporting it for your CPA. So I think it's a great software. I've heard of that one. So I'm that sounds like a good one. That's the only one I've heard of. So that's good to know. Yeah. Do you have one that you use or do people use QuickBooks in Australia? I'm definitely very popular here. Yes. And I've done zero. I think I hear that one okay. get used a lot too. I don't know if that's popular yeah. in the US or not. But. I've heard of it, but I don't have a client that uses it. So I don't know too much about it. But yeah. yeah. QuickBooks, very popular, definitely. So the last one I have, it's just kind of the generic sort of stuff is how do you recommend organizing expense accounts for bookkeeping? Okay. So this is something that I get really excited about because I have a couple of TPT sellers who I work with for bookkeeping. And when we started getting their accounts organized, they were like, wow, this is awesome. Now I know where all my money is going. And so I would recommend kind of separating your expenses out to, out into categories. So you might have, if you're already at a point where you're hiring out some of your work, then you might have one category that says contractors. And then within that, you can have different categories of contractors, whether they're helping you manage a community or, you know, doing curriculum or content creation or helping with social media, whatever. So kind of bucket it. So that'd be your contractors. And then you might have another one called marketing. And within marketing, you would have, you know, Facebook ads and different things, photography and things that you do. So I really like categorizing that way into different buckets. It just helps. I found that it's really helpful for TPT sellers to see it that way versus just ABC order of all your accounts. And then you're trying to make sense of where all your money is going. Yeah. I, tr- I have my little um, really basic word document for my expenses and stuff. And I do kind of try to organize it into like the hiring section, the marketing, like the subscriptions. Yeah. I have a section for the things because we subscribe to so much as sellers. Clip art. There's like, there's so many things we invest in courses, yeah. programs, like it's endless. And it's nice to feel organized and to not just mm-hmm. have a mess. So definitely love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Totally. Okay. I have to ask you about your word document. Is this <laughs> like what I'm thinking Microsoft word? Are you adding things in word? 
<laughs> so old fashioned. I do also do Excel when I like send it to my tax agent. Like she, I kind okay. of have all the, so it's like all totaled yeah. correctly, but the word document is just something that's like saved on my computer. Like I can just yeah. like right click and open it straight away. Just as soon as I buy something, I'm like, I just quickly type it in and then it's all just got all these little sections and categories and it just helps me keep track. Cause I had a paper version and I just had like receipts everywhere, sticky notes. It was such a hot mess. So I know yeah. Word Docs like super old fashioned and weird, but I do kind of like it. <laughs> no, I mean, you have to do what works for you, but I, I am thinking about doing some kind of Excel, like quick run through of how awesome Excel is. Cause I think some people just don't realize how easy it can be to use. So I'll let you know if I do that. Yes. No, Excel is awesome. And I do at the end of the year, I pull a lot of the stuff across because I'm like, I don't want to sit there with an actual calculator. So yes. Excel can be so good at just like totaling the sums really quickly. And I do love it. But yeah, for now, the Word docs, I could just go with me just to brain dump things. Like, oh, I just bought that yeah. for this much. And I just like write what I want to write. And I don't know, that's not very professional, I know. But. No, that makes total sense. You got to do what works for you and your business. Yeah. And in a few years time, I'll be looking back and laughing at this. Like, oh my goodness, I was just, what a hot mess it was. But anyway, <laughs> okay, next up, got a couple of questions for you around sales tax. So this is obviously most beneficial for anyone listening who uh, sells on their own website, has a course or a membership or a program. Um, but just, yeah, it's, I think it's good to know about sales tax in general. So when do TPT sellers need to worry about sales tax? And like, in terms of TPT, doesn't TPT handle things for us? Like, just tell us a little bit about that. That would be great. Yes. So if you've been around TPT for the last four plus years, then you might remember back in 2018 when everything kind of blew up with digital goods and the taxability of digital goods. And if you've stuck with it through then, which you probably have if you're still here, then you know that TPT is handling the sales tax for you if that's the only place that you're selling. But what you need to know as a TPT seller is when you start selling anywhere outside of TPT on your own website, or if you want to sell a membership or a digital course, if you're not selling those through what's called a marketplace like TPT, then you have to worry about the sales tax piece. So there are some other sites. I was just listening to another TPT sellers podcast earlier this week. There's many up and coming marketplace sites. And anytime it's a marketplace facilitator, just double check before you sell there. But typically those companies are collecting and remitting sales tax on your behalf. But the second you step out on your own and start using WooCommerce or Shopify or Kajabi, then you have to start worrying about sales tax. That's good to know. And there's, um, I say most sellers listening kind of primarily sell on TPT, but yeah. I know which podcast you're talking about. There's been a lot of talk lately about there's so many other platforms out there. Do you also, you kind of don't put your eggs in one basket, try other different things. Um, but like you said, it's good to know at least those places will probably handle it for you. But when you're selling on your own website, which I've started doing this year, there's, there's quite a lot to learn and the tax thing is just another layer of it. So it's good to know. You told us like we do need to be, we do need to know about that. <laughs> yes, it, yes, totally. And the thing is with TPT, it's like people might think, well, goodness, you know, they keep the twenty percent, but it's like, yeah, but they're doing a lot of work for you on the back end that you don't realize, and so you got to keep that in mind too. Yeah, I think that's a really positive thing to share because we've we all had those moments of sellers are a bit like a little bit resentful maybe that mm-hmm. they take that commission and they make quite, and if you if you earn a lot, the more you earn, the more they take. It feels like they take a lot, but they do do a lot for us, even like tech support and just getting traffic to TBT. There's a lot of stuff they do. So we've, all, we've got to be grateful, but there is that argument that selling on your own, you get to make more of your own stuff, more of your own money, I guess, but mm-hmm. it has its downfalls too. So it's ups and downs for everything. <laughs> Next question. And this is a really good one because like for us Aussies, it's not something we really use this word. What is Nexus? What does that mean? Okay. Yes. So Nexus is Nexus is when you have a certain amount of presence in a given state in the United States. 
And once you have that presence, you reach a threshold, which triggers nexus in that state. There's a couple of ways that you can meet it or a couple of main ways that I usually talk about. The first is physical presence. So like I'm located in South Carolina, so I have nexus in South Carolina. And the second one is economic nexus. And that's where it gets really tricky for TBT sellers because that's based on your amount of sales in a state. And that's called economic nexus. And like I said, it's very tricky, but sales and people and buildings create nexus And once you have nexus, that's when you have to start collecting and remitting sales tax to the states in which you have nexus. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. It's a little bit different here in Australia. We have all these different states. We don't have that same kind of system. So yeah, I'm glad glad to hear about it. So the next question I have is how do sellers know if such when such where um, they need to collect sales tax? Okay. I may have jumped ahead in my last question, but just anywhere that they have nexus or in the last answer, anywhere they have nexus is where they have to collect and remit sales tax. So yeah, for example, I did say I have nexus. Well, there's a caveat to that. I said, I have nexus in South Carolina, but currently in South Carolina, digital goods are not taxed. So even you can have nexus in your home state, but not have to collect tax there if they don't tax digital goods. So So let me do an addendum to my original answer. It's not just where you have nexus, it's where you have nexus and digital goods are taxed. Okay. Well, that's great. We asked, yeah. we asked that question then that clarifies that. But yes. I'm listening to this and thinking it's, so, it's a little bit confusing being in the US. It is. Sure. Yes, it is. Okay. So here's my next question. How do you go about collecting sales tax? And once you've collected it, then what? Okay. So to collect it, there are many ways that you can do that. First of all, if you have, if you use a platform which is compatible with a big software like Taxstar or Avalara, then that they'll help you collect the sales tax. So to me, it's important if I'm advising a TPT seller before he or, she, he or she has their own website shop or sells outside of TPT, I would say go on Avalara and go on Taxstar's websites and see which platforms they integrate with because you want to pick one that is easily integratable with one of those softwares. Um, and then it's pretty much just the click of a button. Once you have good systems and good platforms, then collecting the sales tax isn't hard. Oh, it's so good to know that there is something out there that can do it for you. You don't have to literally sit there calculating it and worrying about or adding it yourself. That's, I've heard of tax yeah. charts, so that sounds like a really good one. So yeah, the last question in terms of sales tax, what recommendations do you have for managing sales tax? My two recommendations right now are Taxstar and Avalara, just because they're great softwares. If you happen to be in selling something through Kajabi, whether it's a digital course or a membership or something like that, then you could look into a solution called Quaderno that helps with sales tax. But really, you want to automate it as much as possible using a software because the more you involve a human, even me, who (laughs) does sales tax returns... The more human interaction you involve with your sales tax compliance, the more uh, margin there is for error because, you know, we can be as careful as we want to be, but I recommend using a software because it shifts that liability to the software company and they have the systems in place to do it correct the first time. Yeah. And I think it's just a nice thing to not have to worry about it as well as a seller. If we can have some kind of 
app or program or subscription or plugin mm. or something that does things for us it's a nice feeling you don't have to kind of worry so much so that's really good I'm glad you recommended those you've answered these questions so brilliantly and I feel like I've learned so much already so thank you so much I was actually wondering whether you have any tips or resources or anything that you provide any like yeah tell us about where we can find you like a website or any options or anything you have that's really helpful for my listeners that would be so great yeah, thank you for asking. So I do have a website and an Instagram. My website is katherineptucker.com. And then my Instagram is kpt.cpa. And if you go to my website, I have a whole page that is for teacherpreneurs. And on that page, I have a couple of freebies. So you can pick one that sounds interesting to you and download it. And then basically once you download one of the freebies, um, I send out information about teacherpreneurs and sales tax and kind of just interesting topics that are around accounting or sales tax for teacherpreneurs. So I'm so glad you exist because honestly, there's not a lot of people out there that really know a lot about this topic and talk about it. And I'm so grateful I was able to grab you on the podcast and have you come on because it's something like as sellers, we just feel overwhelmed and not a lot of us really understand any of this stuff. So it's really nice to have you come on and just be able to give us all these answers. So I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I know that I definitely learned a thing or two, so I'm very grateful to Catherine. Now, if you have any follow-up questions from this episode, anything else that you want clarification on or you're a little bit confused about, be sure to post about it in the Terrific Teacherpreneur Facebook group. So Catherine is in the group with us and she'll be there to sort of help you out and answer any questions you have. And you can also hear wisdom from obviously the other sellers in the group too who have experienced what you're asking about. I'm sure that you'll manage to get some great help in there. If you're feeling confused in any way, definitely don't be shy about asking. That's what Facebook groups are for. There are amazing places to get help from other sellers and we all support each other and learn together. It really helps us grow. So definitely be sure to do that. And like I said earlier, definitely check out Catherine's Instagram and website and stuff as well. I'll put all the links in the show notes. I hope you have a very terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.